on this episode of the Morning Star Podcast. Then we worshiped a little bit more and, and prayed at the end. And when we were done, we all sat like we just had a seven-course meal or something. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other. Mm-hmm. And I remember the comments that I was involved in, the conversations I was involved in. Mm-hmm. We kept asking each other, what just happened? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. have we ever done in our life mm-hmm. to deserve the presence of the Lord to show up mm-hmm. so beautifully in this place mm-hmm. and to honor us like mm-hmm. he has with his presence. Mm-hmm. It was so precious. We couldn't come up with one thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that we had done in ourselves, mm-hmm. but it was so rich mm-hmm. as they were leaving. All any of us could say is, well, whatever he just did, mm-hmm. let's meet again next Thursday night and see if he shows up again. <laughs> <laughs> and that was literally the beginning oh, of wow. 41 years ago. That's how it started. Welcome to the Morning Star Podcast, where we engage in meaningful conversations that display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus first life. And now, listen in to learn more about your church community. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Jacob Mayhew. We had a technical issue with recording this episode and unfortunately lost the first minute of the audio. So we'll be jumping right into the middle of a conversation that I had with Pastor Scott Nelson and his wife, Denise, about how God has moved in the history of our church family in honor of our 41st anniversary as a church family that was yesterday, July 4th. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope this conversation blesses you and encourages you to live a Jesus first life. Airing on July 5th, assuming I know my dates right, um, which is the day after Morningstar's wow. anniversary, right? Right. <laughs> um, which was 1982. Yes. Correct. July 4th, 1982. So kind of in honor of that, um, what we just kind of wanted to talk about Morningstar's uh, history and just kind of how we got here, what those past 41 years have been like, what God has been doing. Um, so yeah, uh, without... Too much to do. I think we'll just get started. What um you guys have obviously been here since the beginning. Right. Um, and in those, do you just kind of want to start walking us through those past 41 years and like how you've seen God move? Or even like on the 41 years into kind of what started everything and all of that. Mm, it's sure. an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And we can tell it, it will be a story as oh, yes. we tell it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This might be a long podcast. Yeah. Buckle in and it'll be so good. Posterity here. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were both raised in uh, believing Christian homes. Okay. Uh, daughter of a pastor, son of a school teacher, okay. uh, pastor and missionary to India. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, we were both serving in local churches when uh, the Lord changed our story in mm. a big way. Mm-hmm. And we fell in love and mm. we'd been actually in ministry for six months mm. prior to that, right? Prior yeah. to us getting married, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Getting we were married. engaged. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so I was actually a pastor's wife before I was a pastor's wife. <laughs> yeah. And I was 17 mm-hmm. and he was had just turned 22. Okay. And we yeah. waited a long time to get married because we met when I was 14. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a joyous day. And now looking back, we know. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, the Lord just had a lot for us to do. Mm. So we got mm-hmm. started early and mm-hmm. schooling and everything else came along the way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it it worked beautifully. Mm-hmm. And we were very at home in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so our first eight years in Salem here was filled with joy. And mm-hmm. we still have so many connections with people and mm-hmm. love, absolutely loved every moment yeah. that we had, that we got to spend. And it was such a period of growth for mm-hmm. us too. So mm-hmm. when we realized that that season was coming to an end, mm-hmm. uh, we had a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and I was due and actually delivered about five days after our last service. Oh, okay. Wow. And As, so yeah. we just had, had just had our third. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know exactly what to do. We weren't sure where we were going to go. We knew that we'd had a lot of opportunities from, mm-hmm. we're really all over the United States that seemed like they would be the perfect place. We weren't mm-hmm. happy about having to move away from our families because both of our families were here. But we knew that the Lord had the perfect place in mind for us and we weren't going to make a mistake. So mm-hmm. we we weren't going to be hasty about this. Mm-hmm. And so we actually had turned down opportunities that hmm. 
really would have been considered dream ministry jobs. Mm -hmm. Keeping in mind, we never, ever once talked about being senior pastors. Mm -hmm. We never once started, ever talked about starting a church. Mm -hmm. We talked about being missionaries to India Mm -hmm. <laughs> on our first date at Pietro's Pizza. <laughs> but we never talked about being senior pastors because we were happy being yeah. staff people and being on a team that, mm -hmm. that supported and helped someone else. Mm -hmm. So it was actually with an looking back on it now and mm -hmm. talking about it with an unbelievable amount of ignorance <laughs> 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 that when we started the Bible study in our home in Kaiser, mm -hmm. uh, we we could not have been more clueless as to what the Lord was doing. <laughs> and I teasingly, I'll let you tell the story of how that started, but I teasingly tell people that mm -hmm. the Lord God Almighty tricked us mm -hmm. into starting Morningstar Community Church. <laughs> he pretty much had to. He, he started mm -hmm. the church and then he told us, look what I've already done. Quit mm -hmm. looking for where you're going to go. I've already <laughs> accomplished something amazing here. Mm -hmm. And the fun background about that, of course, revolves around what was happening with you because we yeah. just had Scotty. We had mm. Tiffany and Bethany already, and mm. it just had Scotty. And mm -hmm. um, Scotty is your youngest? No. Then we had the, another one a, okay. a year later after that. We had four in six years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but we had just had our third. So, he mm -hmm. was just little. Mm -hmm. And we were waiting to find out where we were going to go and what we were going to do. And mm -hmm. we lived in Kaiser. And um, I guess I could tell, continue to tell this part of the story myself. He came home one day, mm -hmm. not long after I'd had our son. And he said, I keep running into people. Hmm. And these people, I, and he would tell me who they were, and they were acquaintances and people that we had known and loved before. Mm -hmm. And he said, none of them are really going anywhere. And hmm. he said, every single one of them have asked me, why don't you just do a Bible study? If, mm -hmm. be, if you're going to go somewhere and before you go, mm -hmm. just let us worship. And could you just do a Bible study or something? And mm -hmm. so he ran that idea by me, and he was so sweet. He gave me, honestly, about 12 reasons why I could say no to this, mm -hmm. uh, knowing how chaotic our house was, because it was only <laughs> 1,100 square feet. Yeah, and yeah. with these this newborn and these other two little busy, active girls, mm -hmm. um, and just said, honey, I know this could be a lot to ask. And I know mm -hmm. that you probably don't feel up to it. And I know that it would be really difficult with the three mm -hmm. little ones. And I know that it would be um, probably hard to pull off. And mm -hmm. it, it kept talking. And then finally got to the point saying, you know, these people have asked if, if I do a Bible study, mm. what do you think about that? Do you even think there's a remote possibility that we could open our home to something like that? Because we didn't have a church building to meet in at that point. And I don't think I've ever thanked the Lord more often or more sincerely mm -hmm. than for that moment in time as a young Oh, let's see. I guess I was 24 probably, or maybe I just turned 25 year old young woman mm -hmm. that I listened to the Lord and obeyed him because mm. I probably did feel like saying, are you crazy? Do you really think we can do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and instead I was looking intently at his face and I said, well, I think we could do that. I mean, I'd have to call Melanie, somebody, a woman from the youth group, a girl mm -hmm, from the youth group mm -hmm. that used to help us a lot with the kids, and and she'd have to come over and help me, but and she mm -hmm. could keep the kids. But I think we could do it. Mm -hmm. And I have so many times said, "Thank you, Lord, thank <laughs> you," that I didn't say no. Yeah, that's Despite not going to happen. Twelve reasons to exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> him being so understanding, mm -hmm. and uh, but I didn't. I mm -hmm. said. Yeah, I think we could. And he said, really? I said, yeah. So yeah. that put into motion. Now you yeah. can tell them what you were doing at that particular yeah. well, time. Well, I was commuting to Vancouver because I'd oh, taken a position yeah. uh, as a worship leader and uh -huh. youth uh, minister mm -hmm. at uh, Crossroads Church. And mm -hmm. so one of my mentors had kind of reached out to me and wanted to just 
test the waters. Uh, we'd been talking actually for a couple of years mm. about maybe joining together in ministry. Mm. And I did that for a while, but it just didn't seem like that was where the Lord was leading us either. And mm -hmm. I remember coming back late one night from Vancouver and uh, I'd just been looking at this poster with all the names of Jesus on it that mm -hmm. you find in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And he's the bright and morning star. And I remember coming home and mm -hmm. we had this Bible study that was going and uh, we just started talking. Where, what's the next step for us? Where mm -hmm. is the Lord leading us? And mm -hmm. I'd been taken again as a, as a guest mm -hmm. to a conference in Southern California in the okay. boom of the Jesus movement, mm -hmm. uh, or the afterglow, I should say, of the mm -hmm. Jesus movement. Mm -hmm. Listened to a lot of great pastors teaching and mm -hmm. was really encouraged and came home and we were, we were growing. This Bible study was beginning to grow and it was in mm -hmm. the summertime. Um, and we started to meet out on the lawn. And on it was on a Thursday evening, and mm -hmm. the neighbors were choosing to do their yard work sometimes <laughs> as we were worshiping mm -hmm. and singing. And we probably violated every code in the, yeah. you know, how Noise. many cars could yeah. park along mm -hmm. there. But mm -hmm. in pretty short order, it grew to, you know, over 60 people. And mm -hmm. so that was kind of weird just mm -hmm. in in a small home and uh mm -hmm. well it didn't work it didn't work yeah <laughs> it, it really didn't work point? and so one night we just kind of posed the question do you want to do you want to for real like maybe meet on a sunday and yeah it was unanimous and wow. so you know july 4th i remember we were bringing some of our nursery gear and walking mm -hmm. at three blocks mm -hmm. down to Cummings Elementary School. it wouldn't School. fit in our trunk. <laughs> uh, and so... Mm -hmm. The swing and yeah. the infant seat. And we just tore our nursery apart and took mm -hmm. it to Cummings Elementary. Okay. And it, it, I think it was a safe place for us to be because yeah. it was close to home. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'd actually gone to third grade there. Oh, <laughs> and, nice. so, yeah. and we were living in a house that my dad had bought. Years and years earlier. And mm -hmm. uh, so we were familiar. This is when Kaiser was a baby, not mm -hmm. a city. Mm -hmm. It was a, a few neighborhoods and it's wow. by McNary High School. And um, I remember, I, and I tell oftentimes when I'm part of the our newcomers, which is called Connect, mm -hmm. them about that first night that we met after we said, okay, and we let the people know that had wondered, mm -hmm. yeah, let's do it Thursday night. And and so Melanie came over and helped do six loads of laundry and we baked some cookies and helped mm -hmm. me clean the house. And she kept the kids busy for us in the back. And mm -hmm. these eight people came and we sat down and we had, we still have a beautiful white grand piano that was a gift to him mm. several years earlier, early on in ministry. And mm -hmm. But it was so big. It was like a misplaced elephant. We didn't have mm -hmm. room for really much else in mm -hmm. our living room or mm -hmm. small living room, but we had that white grand piano. <laughs> so go. when we say we gathered around the piano, we weren't kidding. You know, the kids would sit <laughs> under and everything this is, revolved. the Bible study. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. That uh -huh. morphed everything into the church. Everything yeah. revolved around really the piano and worship and him playing and leading. And mm. so he sat down at the piano that first night which was in April now, because Scotty's now six weeks old. Our baby is six mm -hmm. weeks old. And uh, he, he just started playing worship choruses, and we started singing worship choruses. Mm -hmm. And there was such an incredibly pure, sweet presence of God mm -hmm. that filled that room. Mm -hmm. And so we kept singing and singing and singing. And finally, mm -hmm. he wheeled around and he said, well, I guess you wanted me to do a Bible study. And so far we, we just keep <laughs> worshiping, but it was so rich and mm -hmm. so precious. And That's good. so we opened the word and we read some scripture and did a little mm -hmm. bit of a study. And mm -hmm. uh, then we worshiped a little bit more and, and prayed at the end. And when we were done, we all sat like we'd just had a seven course meal or something. Mm -hmm. And we looked at each other mm -hmm. and I remember the comments that I was involved in, the conversations I was involved in, we mm -hmm. kept asking each other, what just happened? Mm. What mm -hmm. have we ever done in our life mm. to deserve the presence of the Lord to show up mm. so beautifully in this place mm -hmm. and to honor us 
like he has with his presence. Mm -hmm. It was so precious. We couldn't come up with one thing Mm -hmm. that we had done in ourselves, Mm -hmm. but it was so rich. Mm -hmm. As they were leaving, all any of us could say is, well, whatever he just did, Mm -hmm. let's meet again next Thursday night and see if he shows up again. (laughs) And that was literally the beginning oh, of wow. 41 years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's how it started. Okay. So, okay. so after that first few couple of months and it and they mm-hmm. kept coming mm-hmm. and coming and people were getting saved and they mm-hmm. were bringing their friends and they were bringing their family members mm-hmm. and we were busting out of the house and thankfully miraculously it was nice enough that we could be out on mm-hmm. the side and we were on uh, Ventura Street in Kaiser mm-hmm. and we didn't know where in the world it was going. And believe it mm-hmm. or not, even as it had grown, and actually we were up to 71 by the time we had our first service. I know because I counted cups and had things ready for it. But wow. uh, during that time, we didn't have any income, Jacob. Yeah. This family of five, and we'd been wow. out of work since March, mm-hmm. and we didn't have any additional income coming in. But every night after the Bible study was over, when I would go in, because people would use the restroom or they could go in and get snacks in the kitchen and so Mm -hmm. forth, and I'd be cleaning up and there would be a $20 bill under the cookie plate. Mm -hmm. Or I remember more than one time in the bathroom, uh, I found a $20 bill stuck on the side of the tub. And then Mm -hmm. there was another one uh, behind the Kleenex. And (laughs) they, we, because we never took an offering. Mm -hmm. We weren't trying to be official or or Mm -hmm. we weren't declaring anything. Yeah. And so we actually paid our bills and got to um, get our groceries and we survived and we lived on that and we were comfortable for that period of time while it was growing. Plus about a three month stint after that, following that, where I was, I was working up in, in Vancouver. Yeah. The Lord took care of our needs. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Just like he still is. Yeah. And then you guys eventually started meeting at Cummings Elementary. That Mm -hmm. lasted a month. A month. One month. (laughs) And then the school budget didn't pass and they wanted somebody to be there on site Mm to kind of mm-hmm. supervise. So we had to find another meeting place. So mm-hmm. to make a long story short, we moved seven times in 14 years. And because uh, <laughs> we went just from school to school, some private, mm-hmm. some public. Our last location before actually getting property and mm-hmm. a building up was McKay High School. We were there okay. mm-hmm. for five years. And oh, by wow. that time, we had grown. Mm-hmm. The point where we had two services, we met in their little theater, hmm. and we had mm-hmm. two big trucks with mm-hmm. a sound trailer because we had to move all of our. There was not an inch of storage at McKay, mm-hmm. so we had a a fifty four guys on the setup crew and mm-hmm. takedown crew. They worked in shifts. Wow! They they'd go at six in the morning, get those trucks. It was like moving a whole household. Just every to have church Sunday. Mm-hmm. every Sunday. Wow. I mean, for they, five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. But, you know, the Lord even used that. There were some mm-hmm. introverts that were on mm-hmm. that setup crew. Mm-hmm. And when they worked in teams of four together, two teams of mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. every every morning, something like that. I don't recall the exact numbers, mm-hmm. but I'll never forget how one precious brother came up to me and thanked me mm-hmm. for the setup crews. Like Aww. I had created him. And and because yeah. some of his, his closest relationships Aww. came with the buddies. He couldn't so sing. Good. He yeah. couldn't teach a class. Mm-hmm. But he could serve with his muscles, you yeah. know, loading all that equipment on and off the truck every mm-hmm. Sunday. So, so That's so good. <laughs> so a lot of this early history, there's a lot of the Lord moving in very... Uh, unexpected ways. Oh, everything. Unanticipated. Yes. Um, right. Very... Also meeting like a lot of needs, like, cause you guys weren't exactly, you mentioned this, you weren't super well off cause you, no. you know, yeah. living pay- no. without the twenties you'd find. <laughs> yes. Um, and I just, I want to emphasize for a moment, you're not, you're not well off at the time. You have small kids, you have all this chaos going around. You can't fit everyone. And the Lord still met you in your circumstances and then used that. Mm-hmm. And I just, for anyone like at home who's listening, um, like the Lord doesn't need you to be, you know, a superstar or super well off or have all these things to use you. Oh, he just wants you're right. you know, 
a faithful heart. And yes. when, you know, the opportunity comes to say yes, even if you have 12 good reasons not to, mm-hmm. just saying yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's just so beautiful because it's not like you even had a lot of energy to spare with that many kids no. around the house. No. Yeah. And we were still looking for where we were going to go. That's the yeah. funny thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, where do you really want us? <laughs> yeah. And it's like he had to tap us both on the shoulder mm-hmm. and he did it separately, but the same period of time mm-hmm. and, and say, excuse me, but I've already done something. <laughs> just obey. Just mm-hmm. just accept yeah. it and receive it. It did take a while to catch on, you oh, know. Yeah. Uh, and we, mm-hmm. we, well, the people knew it before we yeah, did. Yeah. When we when you asked them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and along with all that, there were feelings on my part. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dear wife has always been confident as long mm-hmm. as I've known her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but such feelings of inadequacy, oh, like yeah. Lord, what you know, what's What's going to come of this? And mm-hmm. I remember those early years, we we had some great people that were supportive and encouraging mm-hmm. and including so our many. families. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, that was good. But it was quite quite a ride, quite a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was, I remember not arguing with the Lord. Well, maybe I did. He didn't argue back though, so it really couldn't have been an argument. <laughs> it was a one-way one, but... Yeah. Uh, when we started realizing what he was doing, and I was driving downtown mm-hmm. by the Capitol, and all of the kids had fallen asleep in the back seat, and it was lunch hour, and there were hundreds of people out walking on their lunch hour mm-hmm. around the Capitol. And while I was driving through that area, I was having this conversation with the Lord when it became apparent, and he had already talked to the to the people at the our Bible study attenders mm-hmm. and said, what do you think about you know, like mm-hmm. doing this on Sundays and making this official and mm-hmm. and letting this be actually a church. Mm-hmm. And their response to him was, well, finally, mm-hmm. you know, we've been waiting <laughs> for you to see what was happening. Yeah, and yeah. then we were like little kids playing dress up. Hmm. Like, wait, whoa, mm-hmm. Lord, are you sure? And I remember then giving the Lord 12 good reasons why he could change his mind <laughs> yeah. and, and telling him just so he would make sure and remember mm-hmm. all the things that we'd never done before mm-hmm. and that we weren't equipped to mm-hmm. do and that we hadn't studied yet and mm-hmm. that hadn't been accomplished yet. Mm-hmm. And that's when we kept saying over and over and over to each other, well, obviously the Lord doesn't call the equipped. Mm. He equips the called. Mm-hmm. And we both mm-hmm. had been raised with parents and in churches that that had strong faith and believed mm. in the church and loved the church. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us had been in perfect churches. In fact, I'd been my dad used to to um actually take care of churches for up to two years mm. that had gone through traumatic ministry mm. uh, hardships. Yeah. And they needed a kind of an interim pastor, and he was so mm-hmm. loving and he would Love that church back to health, and then we would move on that's to someplace okay. else. And mm-hmm. so we believed in the church. We mm-hmm. knew for sure mm-hmm. that that's where we wanted to stay. We just didn't think it was going to be us. So the good news is we were not equipped. Mm-hmm. And that's what helped us know that everything that fell into place, everything that worked together for good, mm-hmm. <laughs> because we loved Lord. him, yeah. was his plan and his purpose. Mm-hmm. And we could never... Well, in heaven we'll know, but we could never physically even name all the people that helped Jacob mm. build literally the foundation of mm-hmm. this church family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know that it is a family and mm-hmm. it's taken, there's no way we've, we could have done anything mm-hmm. near what's been done in this, in, in the way of outreach and ministry here. We mm-hmm. could actually tear down our present facilities here mm-hmm. and a lot of names are written on the cement foundation Hundreds. with scripture verses. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. When we built, we had mm-hmm. a kind of a yeah. write your verse out okay. on the foundation. Mm-hmm. So underneath mm-hmm. where we meet yes. mm-hmm. every Sunday now on the property here, <laughs> we... Uh, whole families came cool and whole the kids would came. sign it and they prayed about what scripture they would pray over the church and because it was just a big, giant square slab, cement Mm -hmm. slab. So that is under the foundation still. And Mm -hmm. those those people, including both of our precious families, all of them, uh, were so instrumental in Mm -hmm. giving us courage Mm -hmm. to confess what the Lord was even telling us. (laughs) Even when we knew it, Mm -hmm. 
we were young mm-hmm. and we felt ill-equipped yeah. and and yet we couldn't deny what God was doing. Mm-hmm. We we knew that mm-hmm. he was doing something amazing. So that very first Sunday that we decided to meet on July 4th, we'd already let people know that what time we were going to be meeting and we had mm-hmm. a certain amount of time that we could be at Cummings, but that we wanted to also have a picnic out on the lawn. Mm-hmm. So we did. We had a huge picnic, but it was so fun that morning. Mm-hmm. We were so excited. We'd taken all of our nursery down and carried it over and Sue LaDuke and I mm-hmm. had did all the children's ministries, which was Scotty from age six weeks Mm -hmm. up through about 10. Wow. That's a range. (laughs) And we had one room and she and I had all the kids and we told them a Bible Uh, study and her story and we sang. And, but when the people started coming through the doors and it wasn't just the original eight, it was, I think we had, we had over a hundred or maybe 150 that first week. I think 120 people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were so excited to worship and to see what God would do and Mm -hmm. eager to help. And then Mm -hmm. the next week there was more. And then the next week there was more. And Mm -hmm. every time we moved, we had to find a larger place to Mm -hmm. meet. But we knew the Lord would provide in His time. Mm -hmm. And the very first message that you taught that Sunday morning, you talked about last week. Do you want to tell them what that passage was? uh, Well, the description of Mm -hmm. the church after the Holy Spirit had come upon Mm -hmm. those 120 Mm -hmm. followers of Jesus there um, in Acts 2, 42 to 47, which Mm kind of described what the church was occupied with, you know, uh, devoted to learning Mm -hmm. the apostles' doctrine and fellowship Mm -hmm. and breaking of bread and prayer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I nervously taught that, paragraph of scripture <laughs> and chose it because I thought, wow, the church has been doing this for nearly 2000 years now. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of where we, mm-hmm. we went with that. That's so, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So at this point, you guys kind of had officially became a church, yeah. maybe yeah. been already functionally one, yeah. but now officially a church, um, you guys move around for seven times in 14 years yeah. and then you end up at the this property right that will yeah i mean you can't see it on the podcast we're at the (laughs) we're at the church we're in a sneaky room above the north auditorium but um so you guys got here in like that interim time of that like 14 year period was there anything like just a moment of god that just really stands out to you as like this is a big like past the founding and actually starting the church this is like a big was a big moment in which God acted or something like that. Mm, so many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think of baptisms, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we didn't have our own location, so yeah. we didn't have a place. So we baptized, I remember, in the ocean. Mm-hmm. We'd go over to the beach wow. in the Willamette River. Mm-hmm. I almost lost her brother in mm-hmm. the current baptizing <laughs> him. Uh, oh, wow. We, we were in a yeah. probably not the best place for <laughs> baptisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We... At Willamette University, we used their mm-hmm. pool. We even thought at one point, I don't know if you remember this, but this is a great opportunity to witness to people that don't know Jesus. Yeah. So motel pool. Oh, um, wow. oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a jacuzzi in a business yes. that mm-hmm. was <laughs> extremely hot. I mean, it was like <laughs> I was pulling out lobsters. Yeah. And then one year... Uh, a dear brother that's since gone to be with Jesus mm. uh, offered his pool for baptisms. Mm. <laughs> and he just didn't tell us that it wasn't heated and the baptism was scheduled for January or February. What? And it was the easiest baptism I've ever had, Jacob, oh, because man. I would baptize him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I'd, I'd put him down in that icy water and i didn't even have to lift them up they <laughs> shot back up out of the water and it's like uh, a resurrection baptism my both my legs were numb by the time that oh, I that, bet. that yeah. baptism was over uh-huh. i was probably in hypothermia but um yeah just mm-hmm. as denise mentioned moving from place to place mm-hmm. it was almost like the lord and the scripture does say he adds to the church mm-hmm. we don't do that mm-hmm those who are being saved. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we just continued to grow and grow. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the Lord's just been so good. Um, mm-hmm. 
as a community church, mm-hmm. we could say non-denominational or interdenominational. However, you want to a say lot it. of people, yeah. a lot of people came, and we determined that we want to focus on the things that have always been believed mm. by the church down mm-hmm. through history, from the time of the apostles and the church fathers, and mm-hmm. through the Middle Ages and the Reformation, mm-hmm. all the way through, and focus mm-hmm. on on those points of doctrine that the Christian community can agree on. And Mm -hmm. so we've had people with different coming from different denominational backgrounds Mm -hmm. and, and people that have come from atheist backgrounds Mm -hmm. and agnostic backgrounds, but the, the Lord has, has really done this thing. We stand back in awe Mm -hmm. at what he's done. Well, we can't take any credit no, (laughs) because it wasn't our idea. It Mm -hmm. wasn't our plan. Mm -hmm. It was his timing. It was his idea. And it Mm -hmm. still is Yeah, even more so. We've never lost so many times I've thought, when's the honeymoon over after you start Mm -hmm. something like this? You know, well, 41 years later, we're Mm -hmm. still in love with what God Mm -hmm. has, has produced for mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. in the midst of us. And I think one thing, one of those times that you mentioned for me was when I started to say, when I was downtown and my kids had fallen asleep and I was driving around and there were hundreds of people milling around down by the Capitol. And I was asking the Lord, why do you want another church hmm. in Salem? There's mm-hmm. so many good churches. Mm-hmm. And why do you want us to do it? Because mm-hmm. we love being associates and we love being youth and teaching mm-hmm. in the Bible college as you did. And mm-hmm. we love being helpers. We love being team players. Mm-hmm. Why do you want Morningstar? Mm-hmm. And he just impressed on me so strongly. Look around you. I'm going to use this church mm-hmm. in the government with these people. Mm-hmm. I want to use this. Why why do you even question me? Mm-hmm. And and then a scripture came to my mind that I had been actually studying that I had kind of forgotten about until recently, in fact preparing to come and and mm-hmm. do this with you mm-hmm. that I love so much mm-hmm. and what he was showing me and impressing on me was from Colossians. And it was chapter 1, verse 15. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. And what he was speaking Mm -hmm. to me was, I want Morningstar because I want Morningstar to show all of these people and Mm -hmm. this community and beyond Mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ is the visible image of an invisible God. Mm, That's good. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And then my next question was, well, then what in the world do you want me to do? <laughs> because I I was a pastor's daughter. I know what mm-hmm. pastor's wives were required. Most of them had to play the piano, mm. which I only dusted our beautiful piano. <laughs> he played everything. Um, and I had these three little ones. Lord, what mm-hmm. can I do? And I mm-hmm. knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was way bigger than just him, mm-hmm. that it wasn't just Scott starting this, that it was something he had called both of us to do. Mm -hmm. But I had very little, as you had mentioned, time or energy left Mm -hmm. after caring for these, our three littles. And um, I love the Lord. I wanted to do more, but there Mm -hmm. there really wasn't much more to do. And so I was Mm -hmm. actually challenging the Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. You know, all I do is basically have children <laughs> and I can support him, but what, mm-hmm. what's my place? And again, he impressed so strongly on my heart. Denise, just love the people. Mm. Just love the people. Mm-hmm. Again, showing me people mm-hmm. that I didn't know, even one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that because I do love people easily. Mm. And my dad loved people easily. And mm-hmm. so I said, oh, all right, well, yeah, I can do that because I, I, I do love people. And even with three little ones, I can love people still. Mm-hmm. And today it's even easier because we can text and yep. <laughs> FaceTime mm-hmm. and so many other ways. But uh, back then, I just purposed from the very beginning mm-hmm. that my, my sole responsibility, apart from him, he taking care of him and Mm -hmm. making it possible for him to minister the way he needed to. And our children was to love the people Hmm. as Jesus put in me to love. Mm -hmm. And so when those doors opened, there wasn't anybody more excited to love the people Mm -hmm. than me. Mm 
mm-hmm. because it was what I was doing for Jesus too. Mm-hmm. And the good news is I, I didn't have to summon that up. I didn't mm-hmm. have to work it up. I didn't have to give myself all the reasons why I should wait to love these people or mm-hmm. why I didn't have to wait to love these people. Mm-hmm. Instead came such a powerful love to share. And Colossians again in chapter 1, verse 8, Paul's speaking, and he said, mm-hmm. he has told us about the love for others, talking to the church at Colossae, that the Holy Spirit has given you. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the, it was the Holy Spirit right then. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit every day was filling me with a love to share. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't there, mm-hmm. then it wasn't mine to give. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't there, I didn't have to pretend or fake or mm-hmm. it's, I can receive that love from him. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. Receive it from him first mm-hmm. and then give it. And so because of that, though, mm-hmm. what made it so easy is because I loved him so much, first of all. Mm-hmm. I loved our children so much. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Jacob, we didn't know about how to run a church, even though we'd been in ministry and we'd been in mm-hmm. the church our whole lives, we didn't really know how to run it, mm-hmm. but we knew how to run a family mm-hmm. and we know we knew how to love our family. Mm-hmm. And so we, without even really discussing it, we set out to love this precious new foundling of a church mm-hmm. family, just like we did our kids mm-hmm. and our family. Mm-hmm. And we based everything on that same family model because we believe that we are the family of God mm-hmm. and we knew it was a family that he had was creating a big one and a quickly growing one but that's what we knew mm-hmm. so we loved unconditionally we forgave pretty easily we okay. continually taught mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. we helped each other when the other one fell down mm-hmm. we fed each other we helped one another learn what the next level or stage was that we needed to learn. Mm-hmm. We learned to be patient and persevering. We were each other's cheerleaders mm-hmm. and encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. We also were able to criticize uh, if there was sin that entered in yeah. and say, okay, no, we don't do that in our family. Mm-hmm. That does. We're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be a family that talks trash to each other or yeah. about each other. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And all of those principles that we used in raising our own family mm-hmm. became the principles that the church was built on. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. obviously it worked, mm-hmm. but it it began to be such a phenomenon in the community because mm-hmm. people came in and they were loved and then they began to love. Mm. And you didn't come through the doors wondering how you were going to have to earn the right mm. to be loved mm-hmm. at Morningstar. Mm-hmm. If you come through those doors, you live, you breathe, you are a creation of God. You deserve mm-hmm. to be loved mm-hmm. until you prove to us you don't deserve to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really not happened yeah. yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we choose to love first. Mm and love like he loves us, mm-hmm. and build a healthy church family. Mm. Now, has that ever been challenging? Naturally, right? At yeah. some point. Just yeah. like a family. Yeah. Because yeah. people reject love, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, God demonstrated his love for us, and that way we, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So his mm-hmm. love comes unconditionally, mm-hmm. and but... Wonder of wonders, people can reject mm-hmm. that love. Mm-hmm. And so there have been the tough times as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. the well, difficult times. We found yeah. ourselves saying ministry would be so easy if it weren't for people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and people bring their pains yeah. and their hurts, mm-hmm. and hurt people hurt people yeah. oftentimes. And mm-hmm. so we've had to learn to navigate that too mm-hmm. and learn. Where to be really strong, mm-hmm. and where to be persevering, and where to be quick to forgive, mm-hmm. and I would have to say probably one of the most challenging things for me 
being a shepherdess in a large church family mm-hmm. is holding our dear people about this tightly. Because when you love them a lot, and how tightly is that for the audio listeners? Exactly. Yes. Not like this. Not in your your mind. We have a church membership, and you belong here, and don't mess that up, (laughs) and don't even think about leaving. Mm -hmm. Or I may be thinking all of those things because Mm -hmm. I I have loved a lot Mm -hmm. and loved many, Mm -hmm. um, but they're not our people. We still call Mm -hmm. them our people and they are our family. Mm -hmm. But sometimes your family goes the distance. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they grow up and they become involved other places and we've been able to Mm -hmm. provide ministries. We just wanted to let people know. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the, the instrumental pieces that used to be the, um, Oh, what do you call it? On, on when the cassette tapes, mm, you know, going mm-hmm. way, way back, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that would be a little bit of instrumental music that would play before the sermon came on. Hmm. Uh, was prelude, a, yeah, pre, mm-hmm. a little prelude was. Uh, I chose a piece by Bach, mm. the title mm-hmm. of which is "Sheep May Safely Graze," mm. and we, the whole idea being that. We're going to teach God's word, mm-hmm. and that's what we are nourished by. That's what mm-hmm. we grow by. That's what that's the foundation for everything mm-hmm. that we do. And sheep can safely graze here. If sheep feel like they need to go to another local church or another mm-hmm. place where they're fed, mm-hmm. then we've got to gracefully say, hey, that's yeah. great, you mm-hmm. know. It's always hard when that happens if they've been part of your family for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we've tried our best to Mm -hmm. just say, okay, God, these are, these are not our people. These are Mm -hmm. your people. Mm -hmm. You're the one who has Mm -hmm. redeemed them. You're the one who's, who's filled them with your spirit. You're the one Mm -hmm. who's directing their lives. And so, uh, yeah. And like our family, Mm -hmm. as long as they're under our roof, Mm-hmm. We're going to teach them the very best that we can. We're going to mm-hmm. love them to the point that they know they are precious and treasured mm-hmm. and valued by mm-hmm. God and by us. We're going to give them opportunity to use their spiritual gifts in ways that are thrilling, that they're passionate mm-hmm. about if they want to, in ministry mm-hmm. if they choose mm-hmm. to. We're going to help them heal mm-hmm. if they need healing. We're mm-hmm. going to we're going to invest in, in them like we do our own family. Mm-hmm. And and so we still feel that way about them. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's still sad and painful at times. Yeah. And there have been misunderstandings and there have been times that weren't easy or mm-hmm. there's been disagreements. Mm-hmm. But we've never, ever, ever said, we got to get out of here. Mm. We've also never said, we're not leaving. Mm-hmm. We're, we started this thing, doggone it, and we're staying for 41 <laughs> years. We never anticipated or mm-hmm. could have dreamed that the Lord would have allowed us the privilege mm-hmm. of being able to continue to invest mm-hmm. and maintain this family mm-hmm. um, the way that we've been able to. Mm-hmm. We also can't imagine being anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what it boiled down to, even as the offers would come in over the years. And mm-hmm. they, again, would have been maybe really pleasing places mm-hmm. to be able to be to do ministry in, but nothing was the same as this. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny to be at this stage mm-hmm. when I'm realizing I don't even know anybody. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean there isn't somebody, but I don't mm-hmm. know them personally that was involved in being able to start a church fellowship like this, and then remain there mm-hmm. for 41 years and counting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know anybody. That's rare. And it's just like him mm-hmm. to do that. And again, that mm-hmm. was not something that we had to do or a goal or something that we set out to do. It was something that it, it's been a gift. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. still is a gift mm-hmm. and it's a joy. It's good. good. And we don't take it for granted. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great perspective to have on that (laughs) is there any like kind of in the intermittent like i don't know let's say the past 10 20 years is there anything like any specific stories that like come to your mind about how god uh, worked or something god did that you think are just kind of emblematic of sort of that that mindset or anything like that or anything that happened in our church family uh 
of growth or of the miraculous things that he's done, you mean? Yeah. Or the, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I can think of all kinds of things, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, just I mean, maybe well, one. Yeah. There's, there's so many to mention. I don't know if you're thinking of any right now, but Israel, for instance. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, yeah. we had a precious couple in our church. They were a young couple at the time who had sold mm -hmm. their farm and, uh, as a, as a, a gift to us, told us they wanted hmm. to send us to Israel hmm. and told him to pick whatever whatever tour trip he wanted to take. So, so I looked for one where we could be anonymous, mm -hmm. you know, and I saw that there was this big tour mm -hmm. Liberty University was mm -hmm. going to do. I, I think I saw it in a Christian magazine. Yeah. And so we signed up for that one. It was a degree completion tour, yeah, actually. Some, something. They were taking student mm -hmm. part part students and just others that wanted to go along. So mm -hmm. um, we decided that's the one we would choose. And when mm -hmm. we went, we got there in Tel Aviv. We were in the hotel ballroom and the professor mm -hmm. said, is there a Scott Nelson here? And I just thought, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh, no, I'm in trouble. There's something yeah. wrong with my passport, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I turned to Denise and said, what in the world is going on here? You yeah. know, nobody well, because knows Because there were 250 us. people Yeah, there. there were five buses on this tour, 50 people per bus and everything. So singled him out. He said, I want, I'd like to see you if I could in this Pointed to a side <laughs> side room, so I went over there, and he'd obviously done some homework and said, yeah. "I understand you pastor an evangelical church in mm -hmm. Salem, Oregon." I said, "Yes, yes," and he mm -hmm. said, "I have a favor to ask you." He said, uh, "One of the pastors that was going to lead uh, one of our five buses mm -hmm. has had a heart attack and isn't going to be able to lead. Oh, Would you mind leading?" And I, I mean, I was like a deer caught in the headlights. I, yeah. <laughs> I've never uh, been to Israel before. And yeah, uh -huh. uh, this was actually back in 97. And mm -hmm. uh, so he said, oh, you'll have a guide, you know, mm -hmm. you just do the devotionals. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, and would you grade, you've got 20 students or 25 students on your bus. Would you grade their their journals because they've yeah. got to write notes on every place we visit in uh -huh. Israel? And so I was kind of murmuring like the children of Israel in the wilderness yeah. and was up all night looking through. But it had the effect of locking all those places we visited and oh, yeah. heard lectures mm -hmm. on in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that was 97. And uh -huh. On the way back on the plane, we said, we're never going to go back alone. We've got to mm -hmm. bring people here mm -hmm. and see where Jesus walked and mm -hmm. see see what archaeological studies are uncovering that yeah. that sync and corroborate with mm -hmm. the, the scriptures. So mm -hmm. the very next year was the 50th anniversary of the rebirth of mm -hmm. the nation of Israel, May 14th, 1948. Mm -hmm. So it was 1998. Mm -hmm. And we took a whole busload of people from Morningstar. And mm -hmm. we've been going ever since. Um, every so often, we've got another one coming up in May. And mm -hmm. uh, we had the the blessing and privilege of helping to plant a church mm. in Bat Yam, right on the coast of the Mediterranean there okay, in Israel, wow. a little nice. messianic congregation that's grown and and we've mm -hmm. supported over the years. And so mm -hmm. that that's a wonderful thing that God yeah. has done. And we're excited mm -hmm. and plan to keep going mm -hmm. and uh helping people understand mm -hmm. um the the wonderful wonderful gift that God gave us in yeah. bringing Jesus into our world in that mm -hmm. location mm -hmm. and uh, that's crazy because you're like literally going on this trip trying to be anonymous yes. yep and yep. you, so you found a massive trip from <laughs> Liberty's sort of like an East Coast school yeah right like it's no connection yeah right yeah. no then, connection denominationally or any other way <laughs> and, and we just it's like Scott Nelson please yeah and that just is a uh, just a connection that God clearly used. Oh my goodness. Yes. preferred so much fruit and so oh. much ministry to yeah. us and to Israel. And just to, in a way, you can't take credit. It's no, not yeah. you tried it. No, again, it's, it's just something that, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And he keeps it going. Yeah. And we yeah. keep, we continue to be able to, to take people over and mm -hmm. it's life changing. And it's not just a tour anymore. Now it's a devotional tour. Mm -hmm. We can stop and we can worship. We mm -hmm. attend. The congregation of this precious church that we love so much Shabbat, with Pastor yeah. Max and mm -hmm. Tanya and Valentine and Marina and their congregation. Mm -hmm. And so we know a lot of people in the land now. Yeah. And so the the times that we go are way different mm. than just a, 
hurry up and see this and hurry up and see mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. well, it's life changing. It's mm-hmm. truly life changing, mm-hmm. and obviously that's it can be life-changing many, many times over because people return. We have a lot of people who who go again then. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's one of the miraculous things. And uh, Mm -hmm. another thing that even though we talked about being missionaries to India and never haven't done that yet, maybe we will. That'll Mm -hmm. be the next thing we do. But Mm -hmm. uh, we love missions, Mm -hmm. and yet we've never been missionaries anywhere. We've gone Mm -hmm. on mission trips, Mm -hmm. but we've never Mm -hmm. been missionaries, and yet – Dear Reed Saunders and Carmen, they were young mm-hmm. people here when they first got married, and mm-hmm. and as they started having children, when the Lord was calling him to be an evangelist, mm-hmm. um, all around the world, literally, mm-hmm. and we got to be part of that blessed time of prayer and mm-hmm. setting him apart and mm-hmm. helping him respond to his calling, much mm-hmm. like people did to us mm-hmm. when they had to give build courage and confidence in us Mm -hmm. to begin the church because it it was so Mm -hmm. big. Mm -hmm. And of course, he goes everywhere now and shares Mm -hmm. has has helped so many. And Mm -hmm. then our other precious brother, Mike Silva, and his Mm -hmm. evangelistic Mm -hmm. crusades to the South American countries mostly, and Mm -hmm. how the Lord continues to use him so faithfully. And we Mm -hmm. have actually gotten to accompany Mm him. and his family was here and his girls and oh, wow. invest in them. So, and that's hmm. just two of many other stories, but wow. so many things have come mm-hmm. from this family mm-hmm. and continue to come from this family. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we should mention too, we just got back from visiting our youth camp mm-hmm. and something that's been very big and dear to our hearts. And yep. they say, you know, once a youth pastor, you know, a youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so student ministries has been such a big thing down mm-hmm. through the years at Morningstar and to mm-hmm. return and hear that a number of kids at camp came to faith in Jesus just mm-hmm. last night. And mm-hmm. um, the, mm-hmm. the emphasis on students bringing their friends, mm-hmm. they come in, they find Jesus. That's mm-hmm. been such a powerful ministry Ooh. over the mm-hmm. years too that God is God has just done great things. Yeah. Well, he, he just has. gifts us. And he still will. Yeah. yeah. He's good like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a yeah. I mean, as we kind of wrap up um what time we do have together, um, I'm thinking I want to talk about um the future. Talk about, you know, mm-hmm. 41's in 41 years in, uh, 41 years from now. Um, cause I think it's wow. the goal, right? Yeah. Uh, so I would be 2064. Wow. <laughs> Never try to do math that quick. Um, yeah. Where do you guys, um, where would you want to see the Morningstar family and in, in 2064, 41 mm. years from now, or like, what's kind of like your hope for that? Well, Jacob, I, one of the things that I, I was so impressed by when I went to a pastor's conference before Morningstar ever mm. came into being mm-hmm. And I visited with a number of pastors with that had successful mm-hmm. church ministries mm-hmm. on a on a national scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one thing that the Lord just has over the years impressed upon my heart mm-hmm. is this notion of worship the Lord, mm. teach the word, mm. encourage the saints. Um, release them in ministry mm-hmm. and just do that. It's simple. It's, mm-hmm. it's teach the word and worship the Lord, worship the Lord and teach the word. Mm-hmm. And those things that have always been held as the pillars mm-hmm. of doctrine and mm-hmm. belief over mm-hmm. the years. And I think the church gets off course when it has to invent new mm-hmm. ways of doing this and doing that mm-hmm. when the power is in the word of God mm-hmm. and in the moving of his Holy Spirit. And it's not in in some forward-looking way that we're going to do ministry differently. And mm-hmm. our strategies are what make mm-hmm. ministry successful. No, it's the word of God mm-hmm. and it's worshiping God mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. spirit and in truth Mm-hmm. And with sincerity, and that itself mm-hmm. is attractional mm-hmm. because people aren't used to seeing 
men and women and young people, you know, lifting their heads and their hands to Jesus and mm-hmm. sincerely worshiping and eagerly mm-hmm. wanting to learn and study God's word uh, mm-hmm. to understand what life is about. And the mm-hmm. story is not about us. Mm-hmm. People get so discouraged in the church today because they think the story is all about what God will do for them. We live in a consumer mm-hmm. society and yeah. God, heal me, take care of my need. And Mm -hmm. we see ourselves as the center and the focus, but the Mm -hmm. story is not about us. It's about God Mm -hmm. and his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we get that right, Mm -hmm. then we are so much more useful and usable Mm -hmm. in the kingdom of God because Mm -hmm. we're doing things for his glory, not our recognition. We're doing Mm -hmm. things to make God known, Mm -hmm. not the church known mm-hmm. here or there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I when I look at the next 41 years, I want more of the same mm-hmm. that we're we're mm-hmm. we're teaching God's word, that people mm-hmm. are growing in their mm-hmm. faith and they're reaching out to others mm-hmm. in in the same way it's been going on mm-hmm. for two thousand years. Mm-hmm. Well and in 41 years, my goodness, it seems like we're so close to the Second coming of Jesus now. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what it's going to be like 41 years mm-hmm. from now. And mm-hmm. we, we, of course, won't still be here. You will be, hopefully. Hopefully. But, yeah. uh, but our grandchildren will be. And mm-hmm. it's fun. I think we were talking a little bit earlier, and I mm-hmm. told you, Morningstar's at a stage in an age now where we're actually into our third generation. It's mm-hmm. not us. It's not just our kids. Mm-hmm. It's our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And they're growing so quickly. That's going to continue to generation after generation after mm-hmm. generation. But it's all going to be the same bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I I don't want to waste Jesus' time waiting for the bride to grow up and be pure <laughs> and do what she needs to do so he can yeah. come again. Mm-hmm. I want to be the one out front saying, mm-hmm. come on, mm-hmm. let's study God's word. Let's disciple. Let's lead others to Jesus Christ. Let's mm-hmm. love each other in such a way that the world's going to know that we're his disciples yeah. by our mm-hmm. love for by one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's keep doing more and more and more of that. Mm-hmm. And so that 41 years ago, I mean, 41 years from now, this bride of Christ that mm-hmm. is the family at Morningstar Community Church, and I pray this for all churches, but mm-hmm. but here, of course, specifically, I want it to be pure and mm-hmm. spotless. Mm-hmm. I want it to be worshiping the Lord and loving each other like mm-hmm. Jesus does. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, more of the same and what you would mm-hmm. do when mm-hmm. you want to raise a healthy family mm-hmm. or your bride getting ready for a wedding. And you want everything to be as perfect as it can be. Mm-hmm. So, and we're blessed. We we are so blessed because all mm-hmm. four of our children are here. All mm-hmm. thirteen of our grandchildren are here. Mm-hmm. They're all serving Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're all involved in. Mm-hmm. in well, most of them are down at camp. Yeah, <laughs> either yeah, helping yeah, or yeah, attending right. yeah, and, and yeah. experiencing the presence of the Lord. And so we want not that exact thing, but mm-hmm. we want yeah other people to enjoy those blessings of God in the way that we so undeserving, Mm -hmm. but so blessed, Mm -hmm. so blessed by him. Well, it's going to be fun to see how he multiplies everything. Oh yeah. And so I think Jacob, if you were to ask what's, what's something that people can actually do toward that goal, what can we leave them with so Mm -hmm. that they have something very tangible to work on Mm -hmm. that they can help, our church family grow mm-hmm. and become even more effective in our, the Lord knows our community sure needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that of everything that we've talked about, loving Jesus, loving one another, the teaching of God's word, whether that's new believers or, or discipling mm-hmm. uh, or helping people understand what their spiritual gifts are so that they can be involved in ministry, mm-hmm. hands-on. Um, so, Loving people, understanding, learning, teaching, Mm -hmm. sharing God's word, worshiping Mm -hmm. so unashamedly. Mm -hmm. We're going to stand before him face to face. Mm -hmm. And when we see the look of love that he Mm -hmm. has for us, Mm -hmm. we're going to be undone. Mm -hmm. 
And if that same picture and thought doesn't hit me every time I walk into a service to worship, Mm. something's wrong with my worship. Mm. Something's wrong with my worship. My focus is mm-hmm. not in the right place. I want everybody mm-hmm. to worship like that. Mm-hmm. Like happened that very first time yeah. that we got together when the Lord blessed us and, with his and presence. And people just become engaged, not yeah. spectators mm-hmm. or consumers, mm-hmm. but, but that they recognize God has a place for them mm-hmm. to actually serve mm-hmm. and become engaged mm-hmm. In ministry. To make the family better. Yeah, to make the family With whatever their passion is and whatever their gifts are. Mm -hmm. And so it's more of, of not everybody does all of those things Mm -hmm. perfect. None of us do. There's always, but even if I, at the periods of time when I've done my very best and maybe was at my peak in all of those areas, Mm -hmm. there was still somewhere for me to grow. Mm-hmm. I still knew there was some place to grow. And that's my attitude toward everybody that comes into the church. They don't have to be scholars and they don't have to be experienced worshipers. Yeah. They they can start wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Start wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Come with what you have mm-hmm. and give that to the Lord and then see where it is that you can grow. Mm-hmm. So that's very individual. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to make a difference in the big picture, mm-hmm. but it's also very individual. And mm-hmm. so, if you are afraid of people, mm-hmm. watch how people are loved here and learn to reach out of yourself. Yeah. If you've if you don't haven't ever cared about God's word, join mm-hmm. a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Find a, a discipleship group. Mm-hmm. Begin studying with us mm-hmm. on your own too. Mm-hmm. If you've never really been one that can sing. Open your mouth and sing. I loved mm-hmm. hearing you say you like to s- stand in the back and sing because you like to <laughs> sing loudly and you don't want to have to worry about people. Mm-hmm. I love that, Jacob. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Do do your very best mm-hmm. and get here. Mm-hmm. Just showing up. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as just coming to church. Mm-hmm. And and whether you're greeting or being greeted, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. You make a difference. Mm-hmm. You live, you breathe. God brought you through those doors. You complete us. Mm-hmm. It's not about us completing you. Mm-hmm. It's about you completing the body of Christ, mm-hmm. the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a couple of precious, precious godly men from Tanzania that are mm-hmm. here in our congregation for a while. And mm-hmm. they're here studying the word. One of them's a wonderful pastor. Mm-hmm. And he told me at Connect a few weeks ago, and then I got to introduce the two of them. And I think you could have talked all day long, <laughs> but he looked very seriously at me and he said, I have mm-hmm. learned so much in the short time that I've been at this church. I didn't dream I would be able wow. to learn so much. That's good. And he wants him to come over and teach all the pastors now, but really mm-hmm. he's going to be the one that can take all this back. But he very mm-hmm. seriously looked at us and he said, I need to encourage you in this beautiful broken accent. Mm-hmm. He said, I want to encourage you, don't change anything. Hmm. Don't change a thing. Hmm. You've got all the components. Just mm-hmm. keep, don't stop. Mm-hmm. Keep on doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do in a family. Yeah. And that's what we need to be doing 41 years from now, should mm-hmm. the Lord tarry that long. Yeah. And that's what we do when our kids are raised. And even though they have spouses and children of their own now, mm-hmm. we still love them and forgive them and encourage them and laugh mm-hmm. with them and tease them and let them tease us and have fun and mm-hmm. make memories. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to see the church continue mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. All under the freedom, freedom mm-hmm. of bringing honor and glory to Jesus Christ, because there really is absolutely nothing else that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. For the church to even exist, if that's not it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a good word. Thank you, Denise. Mm-hmm. Just that idea of being a family that focuses on those essentials of mm-hmm. worshiping, of teaching the word, of encouraging and loving others, and equipping each other for ministry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty simple, mm-hmm. and that's kind of all... where it all started. Yeah. Too. That it is. is exactly family yeah. that didn't have a lot of time or energy left over. Didn't have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. I love the circular image of that. Yeah. Um, 
So with that, I mean, do you guys have anything, any last thoughts that you want to say as we kind of wrap up well, here? Just, just thanks to God Amen. and all glory mm -hmm. to God. He's, mm -hmm. he has done this thing and we just can't thank him enough mm -hmm. for his blessings and his grace. Mm -hmm. As we've said, there, there's been difficult territory and terrain, but yeah. through it all, he's been good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. When we grow through those periods. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and and I think for me, I, what I would say is we're never done growing. Mm -hmm. We haven't mm -hmm. arrived, and we're not done learning, and we're not done mm -hmm. serving, and we're not mm -hmm. we're not going to retire. Mm -hmm. We may stop doing everything that we're doing now the same way, mm -hmm. but we're never going to retire from those things. Yeah, yeah. that mm -hmm. it it doesn't it doesn't matter what your age or stage of life is. That's mm -hmm. the good news. We've got mm -hmm. plans. We've got purpose, we've got worth and value, and we find significance every day mm. in fulfilling the calling that Jesus has placed on us, and that is making the good news of the gospel, the grace of God known. Mm -hmm. And that's the work he's given us to do. So that's what we'll continue to do. But thank you, Jacob, for giving us this yeah. opportunity. Thank you guys so yes. much. I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you, family, so much for yes. listening. Yes. Um, I hope that <laughs> you were encouraged um, by this by this story, by how God has moved in this family and is even moving in your life right now. And I hope you take a minute to look back on your own story and see how God has moved over however long you followed him yes. and all the things that he's done for you. Um, real quick, um, where oh, with everyone, I always like to go where they can find you guys. Like, what services do you like to go to? Obviously, Pastor Scott, you're usually I, on I'm preaching. Usually here, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and Denise, are you? Well, usually I just tell people to ask somebody because somebody will know where I am <laughs> because I never am in the same place twice. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I'm in. Sometimes it takes me 45 minutes to get in out of the parking lot because mm -hmm. I don't wait to. Mm -hmm. to start talking mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. I get inside. And it's messages nice. come to us at the oh, yeah. information at mstar.church too. Okay. So mm -hmm. we get them there. Yes. So. And the church office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they can reach out there too. And uh, there's, there's always, mm -hmm. always, always a little bit of time. We never have a whole lot of time because our services, yeah. there's so many people to cover, but there's mm -hmm. always opportunity to hug Mm -hmm. And yes, to yes. encourage and to gather mm -hmm. praise reports mm -hmm. and to pray mm -hmm. over prayer requests. Yeah. And so every week we just, we leave that to the Lord. Lord, you show yeah. us where to go and what to do. And mm -hmm. we don't love anything more. And we actually spend the first hour or two mm -hmm. every Sunday morning mm -hmm. sharing with each other who we got to be loved by. Mm -hmm. And who we got to love on mm -hmm. and the praise reports of what yeah. God's doing and the, how proud we are of different um, ones that we saw doing different mm -hmm. things or mm -hmm. somebody else that we've missed that we hadn't mm -hmm. thought about that we want to have be sure and check on if we can. And, mm -hmm. and we, we spend a lot of time talking mm -hmm. about our family, mm -hmm. just like you would after a Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. leave happy and full and that's mm -hmm. the way we leave Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Find us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for listening, church family. I hope this conversation blessed you and have an absolutely wonderful week. Yes. We'll talk Amen. to you later. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Morning Star Podcast. Join us again next time as we display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus first life.